what's coming up now on Established in the Faith. How would you feel if you had sacrificed, put your life on the line to do something, to try to please somebody, and then they not use it for what you intended for it to be used for? How would you feel? That went over like a fly in the punch bowl. Hello, neighbor, and welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina, and how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today. Got a great message lined up for you. Hope you can stay with us for the next 30 minutes. If not, let me encourage you to go over to establishedinthefaith.com. There you can listen to today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. Well, we're going to go on into the message now. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to if you have your Bibles this morning, would you turn with me please to the book of 1 Chronicles. The book of 1 Chronicles, chapter 11. 1 Chronicles, chapter 11. Going to pick it up with verse 15. Now three of the thirty captains went down to the rock to David, unto the cave of Adullam. And the host of the Philistines encamped in the valley of Rephaim. And David was then in the hold, and the Philistines' garrison was then at Bethlehem. And David longed and said, Oh, that one would give me a drink of water of the well of Bethlehem that is at the gate. And the three break through the host of the Philistines and drew water out of the well of Bethlehem that was by the gate and took it and brought it to David. But David would not drink of it, but poured it out to the Lord and said, My God forbid it me that I should do this thing. Shall I drink the blood of these men that have put their lives in jeopardy? And with the jeopardy of their lives they brought it. Therefore he would not drink it. These things did these three mightiest. This morning I want to continue with the message we started last week. David's mighty men... Let's go to the Lord in prayer and ask for His help today. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank You for this opportunity that we have to stand before the people and to minister Your Word. And Lord, as I have studied and prepared today, Lord, we lean not only upon that, but Lord, we lean upon You and ask for Your anointing. Lord, help me to bring forth this of which I believe You have given unto me. Lord, anoint me today to rightly divide the word of truth. Lord, steer this message today in the direction that you would have it to go. Lord, you know the needs of your people. And Lord, I ask that you will anoint them to hear and to receive of your word. And Lord, we are careful to give you praise and glory in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen and Amen. In the opening verses of this chapter, we see where... The elders of Israel come together and they finally anoint David to be the king over all of Israel. It had been a long time in coming since David was a little boy and Samuel 
came and anointed him to be the king. There's quite a distance between the promise and the possession. God has promised us as his children many things in his word. They do not happen overnight. It takes some time. It took anywhere from 15 to 20 years before David would see this great promise of God fulfilled in his life. I believe today that God has promised certain things over this house, but it's not going to happen overnight. It's going to take faith. Like I said, when God promises something, it doesn't take place immediately. It takes time. And there may be times when you see things going in the opposite direction of what the Lord has promised or told you. Understand this, God is testing your faith. You see... What God wants to do, His timing is just as important as what it is He's going to do. He has to get everything in place like He wants it. He has to get individuals in place like He wants them. He has to get us all where He wants us to be. And we don't get there quickly or easily. It takes time. But David is now anointed the king of Israel. And there is a long list of men who sided with David to make him king. And the Bible says the Holy Spirit said that these were mighty men. And they strengthened themselves with David. You as a child of God, if you want to be strengthened in your walk with God, you have to make Jesus Christ the King. He has to be the King in your heart and life. And if you're going to be strengthened in the things of God, understand this, without Him you can do nothing, but with Him you can do all things through Christ that strengthens you. And all things are possible to them who believe. You strengthen yourself in Christ. You make Him king and under the new testament today i've used the term mighty men but under the new testament the women are included in this because in the book of galatians chapter 3 and verse 28 the bible tells us there's neither jew nor greek nor bond nor free neither male nor female but all are in Christ Jesus. 
So today, if you make Jesus Christ the King of your life, you can become a mighty man, a mighty woman of God. And that's what I want the Holy Spirit to say of me. Now, people will say all kind of things. But I ain't worried about what other people say. I ain't worried about what other people think. I'm worried about what God thinks and what God says. These mighty men, they had one agenda, and that was to make David the king of Israel. And you should have one agenda today. And that is to make Jesus Christ the king in your heart and life. Is he calling the shots or are you calling the shots? Is Jesus Christ the king or is Jesus Christ simply a fire insurance policy? Is the sin nature still ruling and reigning in your heart and life? Or is Jesus Christ ruling and reigning in your heart and life? Let me tell you this. Until you make up your mind to make Jesus Christ the King in your heart and life, you can forget being a mighty anything for God. You'll be more of a mighty hindrance to the work of God. Make up your mind that you're going to let Jesus Christ be the King. Now today, I want to take a look at three individuals that sided with David. This goes back before David became king. Actually, it goes back before he was king over Judah. It's a strange thing. David was anointed three times before he finally became the king over all of Israel. He was anointed by Samuel as a little boy. And then he was anointed king over Judah, a small group of people there in Judah. He was king there for seven and a half years and then ultimately then he became the king over everybody. But be that as it may, before any of this took place, Saul was the king over Israel and Saul was out to kill David. And David is at the cave of Adullam. Saul has come out after David. I think he's got somewhere around 3,000 chosen men of Israel with him trying to kill David. And in Bethlehem, the Philistines have set a garrison there. There's a troop of Philistines. So if you will, imagine this. David is surrounded by his enemies. He's caught in the middle. Either way he goes, it's not looking very good. How many of you have been there? You're condemned if you do, you're condemned if you don't. 
David longed for a drink of water from the well of Bethlehem. And three men heard this request of David. And they break through this garrison of Philistines. Manage to get through the gate of Bethlehem. Draw water out of the well. And they bring it back to David. They were willing to sacrifice everything, even if it meant their very lives. They wanted to please David. There are some of you in this place, and there are many of you listening by radio, you have sacrificed. You have sacrificed your time. You have sacrificed your finances to support the work of God. And I want you to know that you are a mighty man or woman of God, whomever you may be, when you sacrifice of yourself to please the Lord. That is your desire. You want to please God. Now this thing that they did, it was a great effort that was put forth here. And I don't want to take away from that, but now here is what made these three men so mighty. They brought the water to David, and David poured it out on the ground and refused to drink it. Now, how would you feel if you had sacrificed your time, put your life on the line, to do something, to try to please somebody, and then they not use it for what you intended for it to be used for. How would you feel? That went over like a fly in the punch bowl. What are you trying to say, Brother James? I'm trying to say this. The sacrifice that you make for the work of God, sometimes it might not turn out like you think. Sometimes what you give to the Lord, and you think it ought to be used over here in this direction, sometimes it might not be used for that. It might be used for something else. Y'all mighty quiet in here today. But here's what made these men so mighty. They didn't get mad. They didn't get upset with David. But they still continued to make him the king over Israel. And when you sacrifice and you work for the Lord... 
believe me, there are going to be times when things don't go your way. But it won't done for you to start with. If you did it with the right motive, you did it to please the Lord, not yourself. These men didn't get mad and leave David. They continued to follow David and to make him king. That's what really stands out to me. And I know there are some listening to me right now. You've been there. I've been there. When things didn't go exactly the way I thought. But you didn't get mad. You didn't get upset. You continued the course. And you continued to make David king. You still continued to make Jesus Christ the king in your heart and life. All right. Abisha was one of those mighty men. First Chronicles 11 verse 20. He was the chief of three for lifting up his spear against 300 and he slew them. He did the... Same thing that Jashabim did up in verse 11. Held up his spear against 300. As a child of God, and especially when you make Jesus Christ the king in your life, you're going to find that there is great opposition. There are more out here in this world that are against you than there are for you. And they're not against you per se, as they are against who and what you stand for. But this man stood up with a spear in his hand and slew 300. The spear is a type of of the Word of God. If you want to slay many for the kingdom of God, you need to know this book that I hold in my hand. The Word of God. It's quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. Know this book. And you're going to have to stand up for the Word of God. Young man, let me tell you, when you go to school... And young lady as well, you're going to find that they're more against you than there are for you. It's easy to go with the flow, but it takes a true man or woman of God to stand for this Bible that I hold in my hands. All right. Benaiah, the son of Jehoiada. 1 Chronicles 11, verse 22. He slew two lion-like men of Moab. They let their appearance go. They were rough-looking, tough. Perhaps these individuals were demon-possessed. I don't know, but they were lion-like. They had 
supernatural ability, supernatural strength. It was not human, whatever it was they were able to do. And that's the reason I say what I said. Perhaps they were demon-possessed. But Benaiah went down and slew these two men. They represent the spirit world of darkness. And as a mighty man or woman of God, you need to understand that the battle is spiritual. It's not a physical thing where you wrestle with your brother or your sister, your husband, your wife. But what you're battling with is a spiritual battle. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and the rulers of the darkness of this world. And in your prayer time, you bind up these things. See, right now, we need to be binding up demon spirits that are at work in Washington. We need to be binding up demon spirits over NBC and ABC and CBS and all of these other news channels. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying. And release the Spirit of God on Washington, D.C. Release the Spirit of God in this upcoming election that people will go to the polls and vote so that the gospel will have free course. you got to understand where the battle's at. Now, there was a lion in a pit on a snowy day. Killed the lion. I don't know about you, it'd be hard to kill a lion on a dry day, let alone a snowy day. What in the world is that? Well, you need to understand that the devil is like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And when you get a chance to deal with that rascal, you better deal with him quick. Give no place to the devil. Oh, y'all didn't hear what I said. I said, give no place to the devil. When you get a chance to get rid of him, get rid of him. Heard a man the other day called in on a particular radio program. Said, the Lord delivered me from alcohol. Thank God for that. But his question was, I've got a recipe Requires a little bit of wine. Should I go to the store and buy a bottle of wine in order to fix that recipe? Sir, you're playing with fire. If God has delivered you from that alcohol, you need to leave it alone. Don't look at it. Leave it alone. See, God has delivered some of you in this place, and many of you by radio, God's delivered you from it, but you keep fooling with it. You keep messing with it. If God's delivered you from alcohol, whatever you've got in your house, you need to go pour it out right now. Dump it out. Get rid of it. And don't never buy another drop. Don't look at it anymore. You're playing with fire. And Benaiah saw this line in a pit on a snowy day, and he said, I don't care if it's snowing or not. I'm going to get that rascal. Well, I can get him. Slew a line on a snowy day. He slew an Egyptian, verse 23, similar to what David did. All of us are going to have giants in our lives. 
There's a giant that's out to kill you. But if you make up your mind that you're going to make Jesus Christ the King, the power of the Holy Spirit will come upon you and you will be able to slay that giant, whatever it may be. Now, I've run out of time, but I want to get in this last point, and it's this. We dealt with Abisha. We dealt with Benaiah. But there were three that went into Bethlehem, fought through that garrison of the Philistines to bring David water, and he poured it out on the ground. Two of them were called out by name, but were not real sure about who this third one was. And I submit to you today, he's a mighty man of God because he didn't get the recognition that he thought he should have. You see, there's a lot of things that go on behind the scenes. There are a lot of things that go on behind the scenes at this church. You see something that needs to be done, and you go ahead and do it, and you don't say a thing about it, and nobody is any the wiser to it. Thank God for you. A mighty man or woman of God ain't out for recognition. They do it as unto the Lord. And let me tell you something. The God who sees in secret, He's going to reward you openly. If the program today has been a blessing to you and you would like to have a free CD copy of this message, just give us a call or text us at 252-299-4234. You can also go to establishedinthefaith.com. There you will find today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. But perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something. Again, just give us a call at 252 252- Two nine nine four two three four. This program is an outreach ministry of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. As well, depends on the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you. To contact us or to contribute to this ministry, go to establishedinthefaith.com. Click on the Donate tab. It's easy and all donations are safe and secure through PayPal. You can also mail us at Established in the Faith, P.O. Box 601, Bailey, North Carolina, 27807. We look forward to hearing from you. Hello, I'm Haven. And I'm Juliana. And you've been listening to Established in the Faith with our dad, James Pierce. He's the pastor of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. We have Sunday school every Sunday morning at 945 and worship service at 11, as well as prayer meeting and Bible study every Wednesday night at 730. Go to com and click on the events tab for gospel singings and other special services. That's right, Jules. And the church is located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the EMED community. On the website, if you click on the Contact Us tab, Google Maps will bring you right to us. We would love to have you, and we hope to see you there. And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you.